Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Messenger, the documentary film that is a visually thrilling ode to the beauty of and importance of the imperiled songbird. What it means to all of us on both the global and human level, if we lose them, humans once believed that birds carried messages. Their presence was meaningful. They helped predict the change in seasons, the coming of storms, and all kinds of different things. But because of the rise in the toxins in our food chain, because of domesticated cats, and most certainly because of changes in our global climate, these beautiful creatures are in danger, are imperiled, and by virtue of this wonderful documentary, uh, we find out a lot more about this uh, issue, and uh, we're joined today by the director of this uh, film, uh, The Messenger, and that would be Sue Reinhardt. Sue, welcome to Film School. Hi, thanks uh, for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, well, I guess the obvious question right up is, uh, how did you become involved in this particular subject, and the uh, the impetus by which you decided you wanted to do a documentary film about it. Yeah. Um, well, documentaries take a long time, so you really have to kind of be sure that you're committed to the subject matter. So um, this film, I think, started for me with kind of a personal experience, which was just that I noticed that there was less birds around, um, but I kind of blamed myself. I just thought, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm going deaf, or I'm too busy, <laughs> or I don't get outside enough. Um, and I didn't really, kind of, I kind of dismissed it. And then I read a book called The Silence of the Songbirds by um, a woman called uh, Bridget Stutchbury, um, where she kind of plainly lays out the facts that we've lost half of the songbirds compared to how many we had in the 1960s. And then I kind of had that, you know, that click, that realization that this kind of thing that I had experienced that was happening to me wasn't just me. It was something that was happening in the world. I kind of noticed it, but I didn't really understand what it meant until I actually read her book. So that was that was a pretty kind of pivotal moment was putting together, you know, wh- what you what was happening in your life with really understanding why that was going on. Mhm. Well, now before we get too much further into I think we may uh, the audience and myself may have differing definitions of what we know as songbirds. Give us sort of a broad outline of what a songbird is. Yeah. Well, a songbird is really simply a bird that sings. And about half of the birds in the world are classified as songbirds. So if you think of a duck or something, it quacks. And you think of a owl and it hoots. So those aren't songbirds. <laughs> mm-hmm. But most of those little birds that you see you know in trees and and you know hopping around on the ground those are songbirds yeah i want i want to sort of piggyback with what you said just a second ago about you know not hearing birds as much as you used to i remember one of my earliest memories in my life was we used to go to my grandmother's house in, in long beach here long beach california not far from the la river and i remember as a small child you know lying in bed in the spare bedroom and hearing these these birds and i mean it was it it was they were so um um melodic and they were so they left such an impression 
that I can't think about that time at my with my grandparents and not think about the sounds in the morning of hearing these birds all over the place. There was just it dominated the soundscape uh, in the morning. You couldn't not hear them, and how beautiful and what an impression, as I said, left on me. So I, to your point, I think that they they do they 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 have this they they resonate with people in ways. So I, I just wanted to throw that in because I I think I myself have noted before I had seen your film that it did seem like I just didn't hear that. But part of it's being in a city, you don't you know it sort of blocks out a lot of other uh, yeah. a lot of other sound. But it, it's something that when I was watching your film was it had it resonated with me on a personal level, and I think yeah. a lot of people it will. Go go ahead. I'm exactly. Sorry. No, that was my experience as well. And I think the declines that the rate that we're losing these birds is certain amount each year so each year year to year it's almost imperceptible but you have to kind of have a memory like that to go back to and kind of say wow yeah it was really really different and then that memory is in fact affirmed by science so you're not wrong (laughs) yeah well why why are songbirds important what why should we as why should we be concerned about their fate yeah that's a really big and important question um i mean birds have been around for a long time um modern birds are, are really the direct descendants of dinosaurs. There's like fossil records that are 150 million years old, you know, that kind of show <laughs> show where birds came from. So on, on that level alone, it's just kind of a marvel of, of you know, the natural world. So that's, that's one thing. But the other, you know, the other question uh, that, that certainly we raise in the film um, is that, you know, could we live without birds? I mean, birds actually have a function in the environment and they do things and and you know Bridget Suchbury again has called them blue-collar workers they do jobs that we need to get done you know they disperse seeds which helps with reforestation they eat bugs which helps with agriculture Um, they pollinate which we all know from the bee story that we absolutely need pollination it's it's critical to human survival so these little creatures are out there just by living their lives, they actually have a really important function in the ecosystem. So the question is, you know, how much can you take out of an ecosystem? Everything relates and connects to other things. How, how can you take something out of that and expect, expect it to keep working? You know, and mm-hmm. in the film, we kind of have a fable that we use to tell that story. Uh, and it's um, the Mao Zedong uh, yeah. For pest campaign. So going back to China, 1957, um, Mao ordered all the tree sparrows to be killed because they ate too much grain. He thought he was doing a good thing, you know. And um, so the people went out and killed sparrows in the millions, and, and they almost almost caused them to go extinct. Um, but what happened was the next year, when the crops came back and people were trying to grow things, there was no natural predator for the insects. So insects came and just had a heyday and ate all the crops, and this was a contributing factor to the huge famine that happened where 30 million people died. So the ecology is a precarious thing, and we depend on it for our own life. So we have to think about that every time we lose a creature. 
Very important. That is an amazing story, and it, it, it's sort of another version of history because you often hear you know, Mao responsible for the death of, and, and in a way, I mean, he is directly attributable to the death of millions mm-hmm. of people in China. But uh, it's just, a, I never heard the story, and it's a, and a, you're right, quite a, a illuminating story mm-hmm. as to why they are so important um, in our in our ecosystem and 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 beyond um we're speaking with uh, the director uh sue reinhardt of uh, the film is the messenger and it opens today here in the los angeles area at the landmark or the lemley monica theater did i get that right i think i butchered that i meant to s- it's the uh, monica plus theaters and that's a lemley theater yeah, yeah. That, I have okay. Thank you. I just lost my uh, my notes, and I apologize. But <laughs> but that, it is opening today here in uh, Southern California. And tell people uh, other ways in which they can see the film. I know you can you can host a screening, but in addition, we'll go through the different ways of people if they're interested in seeing the messenger. How they can go about that. Well, right now it's in theaters. So the best way is to. Um, hopefully you find a theater near you where the film is screening. Um, you can go online at the Messenger Film, and there's a listing uh, that'll tell you where it's screening. And the other thing you just mentioned is we're, we've hooked up with a, an organization called TUG, and that's TUG.com. And if you want the film to come to your community, TUG has relationships with theaters all across the United States. So what you can do is you can um, set up uh, your own screening. You have to have a certain amount of people that are guaranteed to come. There's a kind of pre-sale of seats, although you don't actually pay until the day you go to the movie, but it, it's organized in a way that they hook you up with a theater, and so you can organize it for a group or a community event or even just the general public. Um, so, you, so, so in that way, the film can go to places where people want to see it. So it's quite neat. So it'll be, be in different places across the U.S. as well as this tug. And later... Later, later, it'll come out in different ways, but those are top secret right now, and I can't tell you. Okay, well, we will stay posted. (laughs) People can stay connected to uh, The Messenger at songbirdsos.com. Absolutely. There, there's a good way, and, and you, I'm sure, will be continuing to update the, uh, yes. the information. Yes, absolutely. Go, go along. Uh, Sue Reinhardt, tell us a little bit about sort of, the, there's some amazing stories in, in the film The Messenger, but... Um, not the least of which is the the great distances that these amazing creatures travel, which is part you were able to gather a lot of uh, different experts in the field of uh, what's the field? What is the study of birds? It's ortho. What what is it? Yeah, it's ornithology. Ornithology. Thank you. But yeah, and, and a so, lot of people in the film are biologists or ecologists, and there's okay. quite a variety. I mean, birds kind of cross into a lot of different disciplines, really. Right. Talk about this amazing journey that these uh, songbirds often take around the world. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. When you see a little bird sitting out in your yard, what you might not know is that that bird traveled thousands of miles to get there. Um at the beginning of the film, we have a scientist, again, it's this, in this case, again, it's Dr. Suchbury. She puts a little backpack, an electronic tag, on a purple martin bird. And that bird, it lives with that tag on it uh, for the course of a year, for 10 months. And it actually goes from Erie, Pennsylvania, where they tagged it, into the heart of the Amazon and flies around and comes back. 
And so that tag actually um, reveals the distance that it traveled. And it traveled over 8,000 miles round trip. Amazing. Yeah. And there's another bird that we don't have in the film, but it's a great story because it's a black pole warbler. And it, it flies from the boreal forest again to South America. But what that crazy little bird does is that it flies over water. And so it has to fly nonstop over a section of its route, which is 88 hours nonstop. Oh and one way that trip is 5,000 miles. That's insane. So it's it's really remarkable that they can do that. It's, it's kind of mind, mind-boggling. <laughs> well, and the, uh, throughout your film, you have uh, slow-motion photography of these birds in flight. Uh, throughout, it's beautiful. The, fo- the film is throughout a beautiful film to watch. But you have that uh, they're sort of in a uh, sort of a black and black background, but they're flying in sl- slow motion. You get a sense of the uh, just the beauty and the aerodynamics and the engineering involved in in these tiny, beautiful little creatures. It's just really a remarkable part of the film mm-hmm. to watch. Um, for people who may remember, this film reminds me in some ways. Uh, in terms of changing your perception about birds and animals and what they uh, go through. Uh, Winged Migration was a film that came out, I'm going to say 10, 11 years, something like that ago. And it, it changed so much, uh, I think, in my mind, just changed so much of my, my level of respect for, for, these, um, for these birds and seeing what they go through and so just seeing all the different challenges that they face. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into that now with the songbirds. We've talked about their their history and their what they do and how they go about uh, getting through their lives. Let's talk now about some of the things, some of the challenges that are wiping out huge swaths of these of these birds. Tell, tell us what some of the issues are that are come up and brought up in the film The Messenger. Yeah, that's an interesting question, and and. Um the challenge is that there's no one single issue. There's no one kind of smoking gun per se, right? Each type of bird, every species has a different story to tell. Um, so some of the things we look at in the film, there's kind of what we call direct effects, like that a bird can hit a window. Right. Uh, either a light is left on at night, like the birds can't perceive glass, so they always see, they don't see a window, they just see a, you know, a transparent passage through to the other side of whatever. So at night, a light left on can cause a bird to hit a window, or in the day, reflective glass, the mirrored buildings, really cause a lot of problems for birds. Domestic cats are really a huge challenge. I mean, think of being that little black pole warbler we were just talking about. You've just flown, you know, for 88 hours straight, and you finally get to land, and you just want something to eat, you know, and then you're confronted with this, you know, cute, cuddly serial killer, really, because, you know, Cats are um, predators. Wonderful creatures, yeah. but they aren't part of the wild ecology. And birds are wild animals, so we're kind of letting our pets out. It's a funny thing because we don't put dogs on leashes, but cats we've always just let run wild. And so, so there's this really unequal playing field in terms of nature and these other creatures, which are essentially domesticated animals. You know, we we don't let cows out in the backyard. We don't, you know, it's funny. We have rules for everything but cats. So anyway, so you can, there's so many birds that that are killed by cats every year. So that's another reason. And then there's bigger issues that are really, um, 
you know, we, t- we tell the story in the film about uh, the neonicotinoid pesticides, and I think many people have heard that. It took me a while to learn to pronounce neonicotinoid, um, <laughs> but, but people have heard that word in relation to bees. But that same pesticide is also killing birds, and it's really interesting in how it's killing the birds because like unlike the bee where they forage directly on the plant it's the birds are affected because what happens is um the the particular birds are aerial insectivores or birds that eat insects so they rely on these insects as their main food source but the problem is the pesticide is killing uh bugs and it's killing bugs by you know having pesticide run off it runs into streams and waterways waterways are where insects are have a larval stage so it's it's not just right around a plant it travels all over you know all over you know fields and farmland and stuff so any bird anywhere near there is basically starving to death mm-hmm. so there's just so many so many reasons that we explore in the film that are kind of Real, they were real eye openers for me, and I think they're real eye openers for for most people who come and see the film. Yeah, global ch- climate change. There are a number of things. By the way, the estimate and it's in your film, and I've heard it other at other uh, sources that uh, die at the hands or the paws of cat, uh, cats <laughs> in this country, or maybe it's around the world. I don't know if it's this country or around the world. Is somewhere in the order of over a billion, and maybe a billion and a half. Is, yeah. Is that just yeah. in the United States or is that a worldwide phenomenon? Uh, they say that's conservative and that's uh, worldwide. So think about that, folks. A billion and a half birds, conservatively, are perishing at the hands of, you know, of Fluffy here. And, and, um, and as much as I love cats as much as anyone, it, is a, it, it just scares me to no end to think that that is happening on such a mass scale that we we may see the the extinction of these some of these uh, species uh, because mm-hmm. of it. Um, well, in just the last couple minutes that we have with you, um, I want to end on somewhat of a hopeful note. Let me first say that we're speaking with Sue Reinhardt, Reinhard, and she is the director of the film The Messenger. It's opening here in Los Angeles area at the Lemley Monica Plus. And then it'll open up around the country. You can find out more about the film and about the where the, the film is screening at songbirdsos.com, songbirdsos.com. But uh, I want to I believe that we, that we can do better and we can save all of these species of birds, uh, the different songbirds. Tell me why I should feel optimistic. Well, there's a lot you can do. There's a lot individuals can do as consumers. We have a lot of power in our choices as buyers. Right. And also there's some really simple things we can do by joining, you know, adding your voice to the voices of people who are out there who are, you know, calling for changes in conservation, calling for stronger regulations in conservation. Um, there's a petition going on for called the Boreal Birds Need Half by an American group called the Boreal Songbird Initiative, which is preservation of land in the boreal forest, which is the you know the bird nursery for all of North America. So so use your voice, and you know we have ways on our website, which is songbirdsos.com, that you can you know find ways that you can help. But in simple terms, there's some really important things like turning your lights out at night, uh, keep your cat inside. Um, and there's something uh, uh, called bird-friendly coffee, uh, which is actually a kind of coffee that's grown in the tropics, but it's grown in a kind of agro-farm where the, 
there's a certification seal by the Smithsonian Institute that guarantees that that farm also provides habitat for birds. It's a very healthy, sustainable environment. It's organic, it's pesticide-free, and it has the right kinds of um, trees and shrubs where the birds can live. So you can drink your coffee and also be, say, you know, have providing habitat for these creatures. And you can get that at Birds and Beans in the States and order it online or even ask your local roastery to say, I've heard about this coffee that's, you know, that, that provides, that helps conservation. I want to I drink that. You know, and, and also do anything with your local conservation group is a fantastic thing to do. If you always think, oh, I should join that naturalist group or, oh, I should do that, just do it. Because yeah. that, that work is super, super important. And it's fun and it's, and it's healthy for you too. So yeah. oh, there's just so many things. And they're, and they're not just beneficial for birds. They're beneficial for us and for individuals right. and for the whole planet. So it, it, just small changes will be... You know, awesome. <laughs> right, and and also eat organic, non-pesticide food. Absolutely. You know, frequent Absolutely. places that uh, or sell organic products that don't use these pesticides. Monsanto. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so and other companies, but certainly Monsanto may be the most vile of all of them. Um, all right. Well, uh, fantastic film. I am thrilled to have you on. The, the film is The Messenger, and the director is Sue. Reinhard, and uh, I thank you and yeah. all the, all the continuing success. I know I know that this is a subject close to your heart, and and it and it should be for all of us. It goes back to our very simple but very and very basic uh, uh, lesson: birds and bees, and the mm-hmm. impact that, that that the world is having on both of those two different uh, creatures is is similar, and they are the essence of our life if we continue want to continue to sustain this this planet uh they're they're important for all of us yeah and i think if people want to join in the dialogue there's a q a after tonight's 720 screening mm-hmm. um and it's got three people from from the local there's a, someone from audubon someone from the important bird areas and another ecologist and our q a's have been very very lively Good. and very very interesting so if someone wants to not just see the film but to have an event around it tonight's the night 720 Q and A's have been great when there's people there. The, the people are just very moved by the film, yeah. and um, they really want to engage. It's fantastic. Very good, Sue. Well, thank you so much for being here on Film School. The film is The Messenger, and the director is Sue Reinhard. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.